You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hello, wonder all you wonderful, sexy souls. It's Mariah with the Salty Sex Cast, um, recording from Utah. But I'm in Zoom today because my guest is not from Utah. And um, so I'm so excited to introduce you to Dr. Soam, who is the CEO and co-founder of Mystery Vibe, which is an award-winning sexual health company. And we're going to explore some topics today, but Dr. Soam, please introduce yourself. Anything that our audience should know about you? Thanks so much for having me, Mariah. I, um, I love being on podcasts because the core of what we do at Mystery Web is get conversations started mm-hmm. on how do you bring that mystery back into the bedroom if that's missing or how do you spice it up even more if it's there. So, um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me. So we were chatting a little bit about your background before we started recording and, you know, very interesting that you started, um, you started, you still are a biomedical electrical engineer, but use that and kind of moved towards, um, creating medical devices. And I'm going to quote on that, (laughs) that are really just sexual wellness, um, you know, toys, sex toys, Mm -hmm. but with the, the idea of that they are there for, um, many different reasons. So tell me what are some of the, the products that you make and the reasons that you started this? Yes. And, and uh, it's true. So, uh, when I started my, uh, undergrad and then PhD, I focused on biomedical. And at that time, my focus was eyes working with, um, ophthalmologists, eye doctors, building, um, system security systems, which look at iris and recognize mm-hmm. people for airports, uh, access control, et cetera. So, so it's not different to what we do now, which is work with urologists and OBGYNs and sexual health practitioners to build devices for a different part of the body, genitals. And the idea is how can we deliver precise vibrations at precise points um, mm. to create blood flow? Um, so that could be to alleviate pain, like uh, postnatal pain in vagina, uh, vulva pain, or uh, pain during or after menopause, uh, equally for uh, things like erection, where it is very much to do with blood flow increasing blood to the penis, holding that blood, um, I- improving uh, prostate, uh, prostate-related issues through prostate massage. So, so very much all of the devices we design uh, do one simple thing, which is adapt to your body shape, whatever that body shape is, whatever your gender is adapt to that body shape. It's bendable devices, and they deliver very precise vibrations in very precise waveforms that work for you. And, and that's key. Because um, what will work for one person in shape and vibration uh, will not work for another person. So, so mm-hmm. that's really uh, the core of our uh, design principle, the core of what we build. And all of our products, um, there's three at the moment in the market and four which are in the labs coming out in a few months. So seven, mm-hmm. all our seven devices are uh, very much driven by um, how can we deliver precise vibrations at precise points. Yeah. I mean, even, even my little quick search on your website, I was like, what are these? They look from like, you know, from an alien planet, they're very different shaped, but you said that they're designed for very specific things, Mm -hmm. um, that we're not maybe tapping into and, or even aware of when I go purchase a sex toy, I'm not thinking of, I want to increase blood flow because of, you know, pain or um, even period pain, cramping, anything like that. I'm not thinking about that when I'm buying these Correct. things, but that's specifically why some of those toys have been designed. Correct. And the interesting thing is often um, pleasure uh, is hindered by uh, pain or sexual health issues. So mm-hmm. even if the ultimate goal is to increase pleasure, what we have to do is remove the barriers like pain, like uh, dryness, like uh, erection issues. So um, the, our end goal is still you know, more fun, more mystery, more pleasure. Uh, and we think, oh, what are all these um, 
what are all the life events that's step one life events like childbirth menopause prostate cancer surgery mm. uh, chemotherapy these are major life events and in 100% of people will suffer one or more right and then doesn't have to be suffering yeah, yeah of course cancer is suffering but menopause is inevitable it does have uh, pain and dryness related to that uh, but it is just life and then pregnancy is happy event but um, comes with pain during childbirth and postnatal mm-hmm. so so all of these life events uh, whether they're um, natural like uh, menopause or um, you know rare in some cases like certain cancers all of them affect sexual health yeah. and the the goal for us is how can we help first recover from that major life event and then get back to feeling sexy again feeling like you have a normal bedroom again which often is a challenge um which you know anyone who's had kids will know anyone's gone through menopause will know is a challenge that it's not immediate you can't just get back to it naturally without some help so, so, so that's where that's that's where that's where we uh, you know that's that's the whole point of mystery vibe is bringing that mystery back into the bedroom back in the bedroom and that I'm deserving of that. Not just that I get a heal from this life altering event or, or, you know, finally get used to living with that change or even pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get to, and I deserve to have pleasure and Mm -hmm. a relationship with my sexuality. That is beautiful. Just that mission alone is really, really wonderful. And I'm so excited that we, you know, have found you and we get to talk about this today. Um, but so some of these medical, or I'm going to call them medical devices, but they aren't, they're sex toys, right? They're, they're both. They're, they're the both. Um, so they are <laughs> all our devices. All six of them are FDA class two devices and they're all designed by doctors. They know they go through medical studies. So they, they're a normal, typical medical device as it would be. The only difference is we try not to talk about them in a clinical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the reason for that is most people who uh, suffer from some sexual health issue, don't want to talk about it, you know, whether it's erection difficulties, pain, dryness. Mm-hmm. So if we say, hey, look, this is a product which will solve this problem, 80% of the people might say, oh, I don't have that problem, even if they do. <laughs> so, so instead, what we say is, if you use this product, you know, you can improve your sex life, yeah. uh, which is also true, but it's a different way to present the same thing. So that's why, uh, even though they are medical devices like any typical medical device would be and go through the same regulations, go through the same quality control, et cetera. But um, what we try to avoid is make them look clinical, make them sound clinical, um, which is fine. You know, if you go to a urologist and they recommend one of our devices, then they will talk about it clinically, but that's their 20%. The 80% will still come to our side and talk about pleasure. Yeah. So, well, so that, get- that's, that's, the, that's the mixture. Yeah, between yeah, the, the medical. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, because if you get too clinical, it's taking away the mystery. It's taking away the excitement yes. or the, um, even at this being an, a sexual educational, I mean, we're really centered around bringing education and everything podcast. I still have lots of fun because if I was too educational and dry <laughs> and things, no one wants to listen to that, no, right? Yeah. We want to have pleasure. Yeah. We want to have fun along the way. Um, but what I love, there's another really important point, which is, uh, what we often find is a lot of our customers buy it as a gift for their partners. Mm. And because it's presented as a pleasure centric device, it's very easy to bring it as a gift into the bedroom, which then leads to conversations and fun. Um, but had it been purely clinical, like, you know, if you, if I give you an example of a dilator, um, and, you know, let's say you buy a box of five uh, plastic or steel dilators, um, one, they look very clinical, um, two, it's just not something a partner would gift. It is really not suitable as a gift item. Appropriate. Yeah, so, it would be, so, I would start thinking, so oh no, challenge. there's something wrong yeah. with me. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and, and if you think of the reverse, um, you know, like uh, from a female to male perspective, uh, gifting a guy something to help with the reaction without talking to him can be really traumatic. So mm-hmm. whereas buying a product which, um, which says, oh, this is to put on the penis for labia vibrations and buying it and saying, you know, I bought this for my pleasure. I just have to put it on your penis. 
it's a totally different conversation. Yeah. Well, it's, it's talking about, um, let's focus on what's going right. And instead of what's going wrong, you know, the deficit, we don't want to ever just like come in. And and typically when we do get to medical, just like you were saying, if someone Mm -hmm. has to first admit something's not working the way that they're hoping, that doesn't feel great. But if it were just turning up what works great or what's working, and that kind of spills over into the deficit, we're all winning. right? Exactly. (laughs) And and also the, uh, the entry point is always, I got something to, you know, improve your pleasure in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. which is the best gift in the bedroom anyway. So mm-hmm. it is, uh, it's a very easy sell from one partner to the other. It's like, I found this, um, I did some research because I want to improve, you know, your pleasure mm-hmm. and, and, and no one will say no to that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we're still kind of working through the stigma of that sex toys are really for kinky play and you have to be really, really, you know, out there to have them in the bedroom or where even the male um, stigma is a, now it's competition in the bedroom, but we're really working as a society to kind of um, change those viewpoints and, yep. and totally paradigm shift. Right. Um but yeah, I, I have a, I have a I good that. example of that. So uh-huh. uh, last year we went to, uh, like every year, we go to North American Menopause Society, which is a very big, the biggest conference in menopause uh, in US. And um, a lot of um, maybe women in their 55s, you know, that, that kind of age range um, we were talking to, uh, and they were um, just asking generally about dryness. And we said, oh, have you checked out loops, the different kind of loops. And they said, um, we know about loops, but we always assume that's for kinky people. Mm-hmm. And, and that very simple um, association meant they haven't tried, you know, what would literally be a $10 investment and make a massive difference to their sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then we explained that loops are actually FDA class one product, and they have to go through all these regulations. They're very much a medical um, product, a medical, um, you know, uh, lubricant. And then they started to uh, totally change their association from lube is kinky to lube is medical. And once they realized that lube is medical, it felt, it, I, I feel they gave themselves the permission to buy it and try it. Yeah. It's, and and it's that so... was the only thing that was missing is oh. that information and it's literally and that's our goal is how can we get information to people because once they know uh the simplicity of the solution i think most people will take these solutions there's just small barriers that they have to overcome mm-hmm. i mean in utah i me coming from utah there's there's a lot of other stigma just around sex in general let's not even talk about other toys and things but we're getting there. We're, we're having one conversation at a time. So I'm so glad that you're joining me for this conversation. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting that we highlight it's start thinking of those types of things as wellness accessories, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're sexual wellness accessories. Um, every bedroom should have some lube every bedroom. And then once that, um, that paradigm shifts, I think it'll be a lot easier for people to have really great, pleasurable sex. <laughs> so yes, and, and it's such a it's such an interesting point. You only need to start with one. So I, I always a lot of people ask me, you know, who, who are the competitors? And I mm. say the reason it's not competitive in the world of sex and sex tech is because we only need to convince the user that they can benefit from any sexual wellness mm-hmm. product. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, loop toy, whatever. And once, and, and because it's the gap between they don't believe they need it to they try one. And once they try one, whichever brand that is, is irrelevant. If they try it and they like it, they, that opens their mind to trying lots of different things, yeah. right? It's, it's like food. You know, if you find a really good restaurant and before that you didn't really, you know, think that you should spend money on nice restaurants but once you've tried it and you love it you'll spend money on lots of different restaurants right and you'll have an amazing experience so the restaurants are not competing with each other uh, because people will always try different ones so i feel food and sex are so similar in that way once you figure out that um a good lube a good toy a good accessory Mm -hmm. can significantly improve 
your pleasure, your partner's pleasure, your you know together pleasure, you will try so many different things then. Yeah. I love that you made the the connection of like food and sex because I make that one all the time talking about how we shouldn't shame ourselves for having a sex drive. You know, we have hunger pains yeah. and that's yeah. just something we oh, need it's, to survive. It's so fundamentally similar. Yes. Also, yes. if people stop eating, they'll die. If people stop having sex, they'll die within one generation. Oh, <laughs> like literally if people stopped having sex i mean the entire earth will be zero population within 100 years wow yeah let's think about it that way if we need to get there just to get that paradigm and that use that as our catalyst thought let's do it um that's super fun but uh talking about mystery so you uh, the company is called mystery vibe because you're wanting to bring more mystery and um fun and all of that into the bedroom. But what are some tips other than purchasing a new toy or a um even anything like lube or anything? How else can people create more mystery in their sex lives in their bedroom? So this this is what we write about a lot. Um and, and all of the content is free and it's on our website, mysteryweb.com. So what we try to do is give people step-by-step, step, very simple, actionable um, content, right? So um, one example is, let's say, uh, you know, the couple already has uh, some uh, amount of uh, intimacy, frequency of sex, et cetera, and they want to try something new, mm-hmm. which is a very big majority of couples, right? Uh, they have a certain amount of intimacy and they want to um, spice it up or, you know, increase it. So what we um, say is find something that is, um quite simple you know in in terms of like don't go from uh, just very straight vanilla sex once a week to you know uh 50 shades of gray that's probably <laughs> going to be tough um you know um something like uh, let's say you want to try uh erotic massage on each other right mm-hmm. um very simple not not complicated at all but you're not sure if your pa- partner is up for it the best way to kick that off is find an article about it in a reputable media outlet, you know, mm. New York Times, you know, CNN, whatever, something okay. reputable that both you and your partner approve. There will be, there will always be something because every news media outlet loves writing about sex. You know, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> just as much sounds. as they love to write about yeah. food, right? <laughs> exactly. So that's easy. You find it, then you share it. And you say, oh, I found an interesting article. And that's a really important word because you don't say I found a great article because you're saying you love it. You don't say you found a weird article because you know your partner might think of, you know. Judgment, might, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say, hey, this is interesting. And then you find out if um, the other person thinks it's cool. And if they do, then that's the, after Green that, light. the flood gets open and it's yeah. really easy from there so what we have tried to do is talk to you know our hundred thousand customers and figure out what was it that helped them talk about it um it, it's very rare that you know they already have a super open conversation going on it that's not common um in majority 90 percent 95 percent are uh, couples who obviously care about each other but don't really talk about you know their desires with each other um, mm-hmm. they, they might talk about it with their friends, but not with their husbands and wives. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what we, uh, and then we know we have lots of articles about step-by-step guide. Uh, once you have decided you want to try something, you know, what's the first step? First step is definitely not go for penetration. You know, that's really not. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and, and when you realize that's not the first step, it takes away the fear of, um, uh, you know, stage fright. Um, fear of performance, which often oh, yeah. uh, builds up over time. So, and and also when you when you both realize that a penetrative sex doesn't have to be more than five percent of your intimacy or two percent of your intimacy, mm-hmm. then that uh, whole um, um, delivery, the need to deliver, goes away. Perform, yeah, and- need to perform. And even, and even, you know, reaching climax, that that's not a requirement. It's not not a requirement. Yeah. You know, you could, you could literally um, spend an hour uh, being intimate, cuddling, kissing. That's it, right? That could be your Sunday afternoon um, couple time. It doesn't have to be anything else. 
Mm. Um, but often, most couples wouldn't even do that, right? And they think intimacy means penetrative sex. And then they're like, oh, you know, we're not ready for that. Uh, let's keep it for later. And then the later never comes. So whereas if you can separate all of these elements and they're like, oh, we just set aside an hour a week for intimacy. And it doesn't matter what the intimacy is, then you will be intimate forever. And also, if you think of it, you know, when you're 90, maybe that's all you want to do is just sit together and hold hands and that's it, right? Yeah, that's and beautiful. that makes you happy and that makes you uh, connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't matter whether you're having sex or not. So, and I think this, the, the important part is if someone is asexual in a very sexual world, and the funny thing is the world is sexual, but not many people are actually having sex. Um, so the, in a very sexual world where not many people are actually having sex, people who are asexual feel like they're weird, yeah. but, uh, you know, in everything we do, we try to make it so that it is not, um, prescriptive that you should feel sexy or you should feel mm. you, you know, you want to have sex, you know, if you don't want to have sex, that's totally fine. That's totally normal. And I then you know, that. then that's a, that's another conversation with your partner, right? And that, that's an equally valid conversation as you know, someone who wants to have sex ten times a day. The, yeah. Both are equally fine. It's just you know, you're you need to have that uh, connection with your partner, so you're at the same level. The anything that you can get aligned on with your partner, right? And alignment yeah. is huge. Um, connection. Um, and just like you were saying, it doesn't have to be penetrative sex. It does not have yeah. to have a, you know, a climax. It can just be um, some way to connect. Um, I think that takes and, and, a lot and the, of pressure. And the step that uh, I mentioned, which you know, applies to anything, could be something much more um, complex to bring about. So let's say, um, and we've uh, had this question many, many times, is how do you introduce a third person into a um, from a lust perspective, you know, mm-hmm. uh, into a relationship, uh, whichever um, gender, it doesn't matter. And yeah. the answer is still the same. Find something very authoritative written about it in a very reputable place, mm-hmm. share it and see what they say. Yeah, you know, that, there's quite a few. The, <laughs> the same logic applies to everything because it's a very uh, common thing. Um, it's a really common question we get from one part of the couple is, how do I find out if my other half is interested? Yeah, there, there's a, a, a book called More Than Two and, and a website that, so if anyone is ever interested, <laughs> that's a great place to yeah. start reputable as well. Um, but it, um, lots of themes that I'm sure you see that create those, you know, floodgates, right? As soon as I introduce, yeah, yeah, as soon as I say this, now my partner or partners are very like receptive to what's going on. So you said, um, I love the way that you brought in the article or, or, or whatever that was without judgment, not saying, look at this, this is weird, Mm -hmm. but just saying, oh, this is interesting which is so great because it leaves room for your other partner to bring their own um, perspective in without you prejudging them. So then if they're like, no, not at all, I'm not interested, then they feel like they're disappointing you. Or if they're like, yes, totally. Um, but I don't, I'm afraid that if I had shared, shown that interest with my partner, they would judge me kind of thing. So creating, yeah, and the, big, yeah. the biggest thing is Safe. most people don't talk about the desires with their partners in fear of rejection. And mm-hmm. that's it. It's really as simple. It's very basic. Um, it's nothing more complex than that. And um, if, if they're a little bit more advanced, what they can do is um, you know, use some uh, websites. There are websites uh, where you list all your desires and your partner lists all their desires and then gives you the common ones. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't tell you what the other person doesn't like. Because um, that's the rejection bit, but they say, "Hey, look, these are the twenty things you have in common," and ninety percent of those they will have not guessed that their partner also likes. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and that opens a completely you know new chapter in the relationship. And that's you know, just a fun game to play. To yeah, exactly. It's a fun <laughs> game to play. So it's it's a very very simple way, but it's a it's like a you know step 
uh, ahead mm-hmm. because um, so I, I would still you know talk about the article communication <laughs> is a very simple way to start and then mm-hmm. once you've started like hey what else do we like you know let's find common things and mm. obviously ignore anything one person doesn't like so yeah. so then the rejection is gone yeah rejection and also that you're you're comfortable with boundaries too and and can mm-hmm. i say no or can yeah. i you know go explore yeah. you know i don't yeah, know no, exactly very, very much so very much so yeah. exactly because it's impossible that your partner will like all the things you like that's just not it's like that'll be very statistically odd. Impo- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be exactly statistically that'd be very odd that two completely separate humans have exactly the same desires like i was gonna say it's them. not a human it's a robot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be very exactly. worried yeah. um so so when did mystery vibe start or you know how long has that been around and you said that there are some new products coming out soon. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear a little bit more about that. Uh, we started 2014, so eight years ago. Um, medical device is a very slow progress. It's um, so just, just to give an idea, uh, one of the products we uh, did, um, you know, we started working on it maybe 2016. Uh, took us over three years because every year we built it and we tried. We obviously have to try it on. A patient before we can release anything. Um, we tried it, it didn't work. It was the ED device, erectile dysfunction device. And the reason was, we obviously know now, but we didn't know back then, is we tried to aim for like 95% of the uh, penis girth, 90%. And the problem is the last 10% is such big outliers that imagine a cock ring, which is too mm. big, doesn't even touch the penis. And when it vibrates, it does nothing. Ah. So all the, all the users were like, oh, this doesn't do anything for us. And we thought, hang on, we tried to fit 90%. Why doesn't it work? And we actually were trying to fit the outlier 10%. Um, oh. <laughs> but but this, this, this is the thing with medical devices is, you know, you have to take it to a usable product for anyone to test it. Otherwise, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. And to get to a usable product, it's a lot of money and time. So Prototyping. What that means oh, my is, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what that means is you, you, you know, often build a fully ready product to go to market and test it, it doesn't work, then you go back to the drawing board and start again. So, um, yeah, so, but what we've done is over the years, we built fundamental blocks, which makes now product development much quicker because we can reuse a lot of our existing tech to build new products. Mm-hmm. So the three which are in the market, Crescendo, Poco and Tenutro are for, um, you know, targeted vibrations for um, vagina, abdomen and um, penis. Um, and the next three coming out, one is uh, specifically designed for labia, a full labia vibrator, which is designed by menopause doctors, but can, again, can be used by anyone who mm-hmm. wants a very different type of stimulation, which is not clitoral, not G-spot, but it's a full labia, full vulva, and it's, again, yeah. bendable um, oh, to cool. adapt to that shape. Um, the um, other one is a prostate stimulator for men where uh, it is as thin as one finger, and that's exactly what urologists do currently to massage the prostate to reduce to release secretions Mm. to reduce the chances of prostate cancer Um, and uh, equally it's very pleasurable so you know with everything we do we we obviously build it from a medical perspective but we talk about it from a pleasure perspective it's like if you buy this a toy you know we say toy if you buy this toy you can reach your prostate by yourself just by inserting the toy and pleasuring yourself, have an amazing orgasmic prostate massage, right? So, and that's what someone will buy it for because that is exciting. It's something they have never experienced before. Yeah. You know, whereas if I tell them, hey, you know, you should do this so that you have less chances of prostate cancer, it's not that exciting. Um, but that is <laughs> it that is, is a bonus. <laughs> it is a bonus exactly, and that's that's what a urologist will tell you. But uh, and we might mention it, but that's not really a selling point for most yeah. people. Yeah. Like, nah, you know, that's not going to happen to me. That, that's another thing, you know, everyone thinks like, wow, prostate cancer is for old men. It's never going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you will eventually be old, hopefully. You know, you're not going to die before you turn old. So, yeah. um, and, and it's one of those things that happens to almost every man at some point. You know, like uh, menopause happens to every woman at some point. Um, so prostate cancer happens to almost every man at some point. And mm-hmm. um, However, if you have, um, and this is obviously anecdotal evidence, if you had regular prostate uh, simulation, you're much less likely to have uh, prostate cancer. Yeah, that's so neat to know. And just, I love, again, the marrying of pleasure focus, medical focus, and and where they meet in the middle. Um, 
So that's why, you know, I'm always interested in uh, the new things that are coming out, but the ones that have been tried and true by, you know, reputable companies and um, that really know what they're talking about. Uh, I feel you on the prototyping, man, that's got to take so long and just oh, back to square one and having to have a really well-rounded um, product to even prototype and test on, on folks. So, and you know, it's one of those things where every time it doesn't work the first time, even now after eight years and all this experience, every time it doesn't work the first time. So we just assume that it won't work the first time with every product. It just doesn't, um, you know, like if, if you think about it, um, even Apple, which is the biggest hardware company in the world, they have the most experience, the most money, their first versions of any product is not that great. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you remember when Apple Watch 1 came out, mm -hmm. it was like, I think the battery died in a few hours. Yeah. Right? Like everyone said, oh my God, how bad is this thing? But that is a company with a trillion dollar valuation. Back then it was one trillion, now it's three trillion with as much money as they can throw at it. And still their first version was pretty yeah. bad so uh, I, I think that is true for any hardware that the first version is never that great so for us the key is and because it's medical the difference is we don't release it the first version never go out so first version comes in maybe you know we'll try it with 20 people very small trial because that's enough to tell us it doesn't work mm -hmm. and then you know we'll keep doing it maybe th third fourth version then we'll try it with a thousand <laughs> and once a thousand people have said oh you know it's good then we'll release it. So, so which is why you know we have, for example, the products I'm talking about. They're already, but we haven't released them yet. Mm -hmm. So we we just want to keep trying with more people and then fine tuning it till we are very happy that okay now if we make tens of thousands as first uh, production, it's it won't be won't have many problems. So how can we sign up to be product testers? <laughs> To sign up, uh, you know, honestly, uh, on our website, just uh, oh, contact us. That's um, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Oh, that's so cool. And just to be able to to see all of the work that you've done um, come to fruition. So I'm sure that's really exciting as well. Um, I had another question, then it left me because I was really just teasing you about the product testing. But uh, that's really cool if you can. No, it's so so you know how uh, we started the very very first time because we obviously had no users when we when we launched our very first prototype. Mm -hmm. um, so we went to uh, TechCrunch Disrupt, uh, which used to be a big thing back in the day. Um, mm. If you've seen a, a funny series called Silicon Valley, um, there uh, you know it's all about going on stage at TechCrunch Disrupt and you know winning oh, a prize. Yeah. So. So, so this is, I don't think it's uh, that well known now, but uh, like eight years ago when we started, the first thing we did was go to uh, New York to um, talk about um, uh, medical device in sex, which again, no one talked about sex things on TechCrunch Disrupt ever. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so we talked about it um, like, you know, eight years ago. And then um, that's how we got thousand people to pre-order our product uh, for $99 yeah, each. And, the re and it's a really important point why um, we asked them to pay $99. It's uh, enough money that you care about giving actual feedback, you know, mm -hmm. like, but it's not too much that you don't want to try it. So, so the reason we didn't, uh, obviously we had, you know, doctors and stuff who uh, got it for free, but uh, this was thousand users who were from I think like 40, 50 different countries because it was just wow. press coverage. Press coverage got it out there and people from Korea, Japan, everyone signed up. Right? Oh, fun. <laughs> and, 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 and we only could take thousand because that's all we were making. So we took the first thousand people um, and they paid $99. And uh, what uh, we told them is we, you will get two products. And obviously, you know, we didn't make any money out of it. So you'll get two products. You'll get the first product and then you will, you know, give us as much feedback as you can. And then maybe six to nine months later, because we literally have to rebuild the whole thing, you will get the final product. And, you know, mm -hmm. and we are charging you $99 literally you know, as a token amount because we spend like two, $300 per person. So, um, but it was such a um, useful thing because once you've paid $99, you will check your emails. You're going to get the product. You will reply saying, oh, you know, I love this, I hate this. And we got all the feedback we needed um, to make the first device mm -hmm. uh, before we had, you know, our big customer base that we have now. So, so that's how we, um, that's you know, fun. came up with this. What a we journey. We call it Pilot 1000. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I, really I, cool. I wrote, I wrote a big article about it because uh, we kind of, you know, it came up with this idea, um, just thinking, how do you get a big trial? Uh, what, uh -huh. you know, would equivalent be a medical trial? So typically, you know, you would go to a clinic or a hospital mm -hmm. and you'll say, I want a trial. But trials are generally 50 people, 100 people maybe maximum 250 people. And even those cause hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you want to do a trial with thousand people, that's millions, <sighs> literally Ooh. millions, yeah. right? So without, hang on, that is not possible, but to design a really decent product, you can't just have 20 people, you know, you know there's not enough feedback. So, so that's why we came up with this concept of Pilot 1000 where um, you Brilliant. charge money, but a very little amount. Uh, uh -huh. you get very good feedback and uh, and you get the diversity of you know a, from a from japan to alaska you get that crazy the diversity. diversity yes exactly because yeah. if you went which again to... you won't get in a medical trial because you might do it in let's say dc where, where we won't work with one of our you know favorite doctors in dc if you do it in dc there's only that many variety of um you know body shapes and sizes you'll get which is what and ages you know there's only that mm -hmm. many you'll get um not not you know people from 65 countries that we got um so yeah so that's that's how Simple. we started yeah yeah uh, so I, I was gonna make the parallel um i remembered what i was gonna talk about um but you were saying hey the first time we know if it, it it doesn't work usually it never works the first time and we're always trying to iterate and improve mm -hmm. and so i was gonna make the joke you know that's kind of like introducing anything new in the bedroom or with yep. your partner you're totally. going to have to explore it a couple more times, you know, sometimes just saying one and done. Eh, I want to challenge everyone to try something a couple times before mm -hmm. you completely say you don't like it, or it's definitely not yeah. going to work, not for you. Yeah. Um, especially when you have that pressure off of you where you're like, I only get one try at this, or, um, you know, my partner's only interested in trying this a blindfold once and then they hate it kind of thing. It's more yeah. like, let's maybe just do it with this or mm -hmm. experiment yeah. a little bit, just like how totally. we build great toys. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's super fun. I mean, I mean, nothing works first time anyway. Like, no. <laughs> like hole in one is just a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So I have this company and, and you were saying you, you love to come on podcasts, love to start the conversation just to create more awareness, more empowerment around sex and sexuality and, and sexual health in general. But how has, I mean, if this isn't too personal to ask, how has your own personal um, intimacy and things improved because of this journey for yourself? It's, it's very cool because my wife and I started the company together with our third co-founder, Rob. So it's been our journey together from, and, and we've known each other since university. So we've been together for 18 years uh, and we started the company eight years ago. So we were already together for 10 years. Um, but as a 10 year old relationship couple, we already knew that, you know, if we don't do something, to keep our bedroom exciting, it will literally disappear. And, and mm -hmm. you know, talking to our friends who are similar age to us, who have, um, and many of them have kids, um, everyone has exactly the same, same stories. How do you, um, everyone assumes everyone else is having sex, but no one is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, unless you talk about it, everyone's like, oh, you know, they look like they must be having sex every day. And you ask them, they're like, yeah, we haven't had sex in months. Mm. You know, and, and that's the thing. And this is where, we thought, hang on a minute, no one's having sex, uh, but everyone wants to, maybe we should do something about it. So that's how uh, my, that's, that's what my wife and I thought about. Um, yeah. And then Rob and I used to have our company before my, my other co-founder. And, and he's also, you know, he's been with his wife for 25 years. His son, oh, yeah. he has a grandson now, you know, so, <laughs> uh, so he's gone through all of that. And, um, and, and we had our, defense the bi biometric company back in Bath uh, you know, 18 years ago. So, so that's why we got together to start Mystery Vibe. And, and personally for me, what has helped is, you know, everything we write about is basically questions people ask, mm. right? That's what we really write about. Mm. And then we, we talk about it because like, oh, that couple has the same question. You know, do we have the same question? So um, I think the content side of it has helped us a lot. Um, 
because people ask everything, yeah. you know, when it's an anonymous email. Yeah. Right? I don't know who you are on the other side of the email. People will ask you exactly what they want to talk about, which, you know, they probably wouldn't say anywhere else. And, um, and that has helped us because uh, it's still um, uh, Shanshan, uh, my co-founder wife, uh, and I who um, read every single email and customer because to us that is uh, it's it's not that many and that's the funny thing you know even uh, from our hundred thousand users we get maybe twenty or thirty emails a day it's not that many mm-hmm. because most people don't really talk to sex companies they just <laughs> you know they yeah. buy their product. And then they never contact us again, sadly, right? We want them to contact us, but they're like, you know, happy with my product, just use it. And hopefully no news is good news, but with the people that bring you questions, you read. Yes, exactly. We we love it. It, And it's such a small part of a day, you know, maybe we spend half an hour a day, but it is so um, fascinating when we can help someone. uh, It's so great. And, And that also helps us think of those questions as a couple, like when it is, relevant so so no it's it's been it's been great um uh, being in um sex tech you know what what uh, this is called this uh, industry is called sex tech internally and um talking to people um relating to other couples yeah and and the other thing uh, i often get asked is whether being in sex tech desensitizes you to sex mm. i think it might be possible if you're on the visual side of it you know if you're dealing with porn on a daily basis it mm. might but what we do is uh, i must say it's very boring in the sense that you know we do like engineering and electronics and you know anatomy and work with doctors and and of course you know there is a lot of um sexual um research uh, but um, it's not really any different from building hardware for health. Yeah. Um, so it's not very sexy in that sense. It's just quite um, um, standard. Yeah. Can standard. research be sexy anyway? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the content writing side is sexy because you know, we like, like, for example, we write about um, a question is, you know, how do I introduce threesome into my relationship? We'll write about it. And many, many, we have many articles about it. Um, how do I go to us? What? How do I look for a sex party? You know, mm-hmm. and all of that research is amazing um, because we get to find out what actually exists. Uh, we try to write for different cities, you know, like New York, uh, Miami, Berlin, London, oh, because people travel around, uh, Caribbean cruise ships. So we try <laughs> to find as much information as, as we can and put it out there because that's what people need. They just need direction. You know, a lot of them are curious. They just don't know where to find the direction. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I would love and to quality. check out a sex party. Yes, yeah. how, which one to go to, how do I find it? And Google's not that uh, easy to figure out whether it's good or bad. Or not bad, but, you know, might be just not that great. So how do you find that? <laughs> Yeah, and our quality. way is just reaching out to people directly and asking them, you know, tell us about your club. You know, we want to write about you. Um, oh, cool. and, and if possible, you know, find out someone who's been there first yeah. firsthand experience. And and all of that is very sexy stuff. But um, but yeah, that's a, a small part of what we do. Uh, um, because in content, we write everything like, you know, how do you recover from prostate cancer? In which case we work with a doctor and write it. Um mm-hmm you know, important, but not sexy, um, but, um, you know, equally, but a, a swinger cruise ship in Caribbean, very sexy. Yeah. You know, m- maybe not that many people will read it, but yeah. Fun. So, yeah. Oh, that's really fun. So you get the best of both worlds. Again, you can mm-hmm. explore new topics and the safety and, and of your spouse also doing it along with you and kind of finding the same information you are. That's really fun. Um, so. I love that your, your website not only provides these devices and these toys and, and all of that, but also information. Cause that's so important to share the information, quality information. Um, and what I always tell all of our listeners, you know, I'm not the one-stop shop, please go find more resources, please go find, you know, other things, because the more we have, the more awareness we have, um, you know, the less fear and stigma is around, we can really have enjoyable sex lives as well. Um, so it's been wonderful to have you on, uh, again, 
you can find mysteryvibe.com, have all of that content. Um, and you can email because Dr. Salm will, will be able to <laughs> reply we will read to it. you all. Exactly. Yeah. We will read it. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, any, oh, I'm kind of curious, any emails that you were like, you know, this is something I've never heard of and you had to do your own research. Oh, um, often. Um, oh, <laughs> honestly, often because um, I think as uh, as sexuality becomes more open and more commonplace, uh, especially in US and UK, um, a lot of questions people would never ask, even by email, people are asking now. Mm. Um, so I feel like in every year the the depth of questions get better oh, where nice. uh, and often you know people can find the simple questions answered just searching because now more and more content is coming out so the questions we get are often a um, lot more nuanced and um you know like even the difference between having a threesome and being in a polyamorous relationship yeah. um and navigating that um the, the latter um i i think that wouldn't be a question as often asked say five years ago yeah. than it is now that's so, actually really cool so i think yeah i We're think the depth of questions definitely definitely <laughs> um gets better every year yeah. yeah any any trends that you are seeing in the sex tech world uh, definitely more health. Um, so, so if you think sex toys, even ten years ago, it was very much purely f novelty. That's what mm -hmm. the word was. It was called a novelty product, mm -hmm. and the idea was that it's a novelty that you know you have fun with, but it's not serious, right? Uh, it doesn't have to be designed seriously. It doesn't have to be taken seriously, um, and mm -hmm. also all a lot of the um marketing around it would focus on it not being serious you know being a novelty so i think the biggest shift we see now in the last decade is people talk about wellness and health and sex being part of your general health like mental health is yeah. which again you know five years ago no one talked about mental health you know very very few people talked about mental health openly uh, affecting them you know they might talk about mental health generally but you know five years ago no one would go on twitter and say i had a really tough day yeah they didn't um, model know, uh-huh yeah you know like claiming their own putting their own heart out there and saying you know I, i'm really struggling with my mental health which now people feel safe to share so uh because now the society knows mental health is part of your health it's just one part of your many many you know it's no different from your gut health from your um, skin health you know, from your um, ENT your nose throat you know, all yeah. of these are just different parts of your health um, and it's one is not any different or special and they're all equally important so I think we are at that point where most people you know acknowledge that sexual health is one of many many parts of our health and that's a significant shift from a decade ago where sex was a novelty oh love right. that a sex yeah. was a novelty or it was a means to to bring in offspring like exactly. that was it was one exactly, or the yeah. other you yeah you lived in one party or the other and yeah. love that we're we're yeah. and, and, and something aware. very simple just to um bring it to life is orgasms lead to better sleep and that's one of that. <laughs> 10 things, you know, I can think of, uh, which is scientifically proven because of the hormones it releases. It's yeah. not, um, it's not a subjective uh, opinion. It is an objective fact that our yeah. orgasms lead to better sleep. Uh, orgasms need to lead to better immunity. So these, this is how we can prove beyond doubt that sexual health is intrinsically linked to your general health, which 10 years ago, no one would talk about. They'd say, oh, you know, sex is a separate thing mm -hmm. that you do once in a while for fun or babies. Yeah. And and that has nothing to do with your well-being. Well-being as a human, a holistic yeah. human being, 
that yeah. has needs. Oh, love that. And I'm so excited to be part of that journey and that shift for the rest of our society. Thank you so much for fighting that good fight too. And being aware and, and having, filling a need for, for those who are looking for something, you know, less pain, more mystery, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, I love that you were able to come on and, and chat with me about that. Anything else that's coming up for you that you feel like our listeners need to know? Um, we, uh, we're back to being in conferences again, uh, okay. after a two year hiatus, you know? <sighs> um, so, um, we'll be in a switch this month, uh, which is, um, a sexual health conference. And we'll be in, uh, urology association conference in May. So basically every sexual health conference, uh, in us, you know, we'll be there. We, we used to always be there till. Jan 2020 and then we had a two-year break and now we're back to um, being back in every uh, yeah sexual health conference and medic, uh, medical conference. Wonderful That's- wonderful yeah. well welcome back and I, I wish you safe travels to all of those conferences and and um, that's really exciting to be able to bring that again and and talk to all those people who are looking for that missing gap right We're, it's a <laughs> thing that everyone's avoided for so many years so Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining. Um, For all of you listeners, we are hitting up on our 100th episode. We are having a big 100th episode party celebration, May 28th. Tickets are on sale. So if you are in Utah or want to travel to Utah at the end of May, you are all welcome. Um, Tickets are on sale on our website at saltysexcast.com. And for all of you listeners, you get $5 off by using the code ILISTEN. So I-L-I-S-T-E-N. And um, please follow us on social media. Give us a like, a share. We absolutely love anyone who is willing to write reviews for Apple Podcasts and get the word out of what they can expect from listening. Um, Thank you all. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.